0: going to have a crack yes you know oh i think
1: Welcome to uh, Filthy Shambles Season 2. Episode 49, it is the end of the season now, it is the summer, it's done and dusted, finally done and dusted, but we're still looking back, we're still review- reviewing, um, we're still kind of scratching our heads and trying to work out what the fuck is going to happen with this football club, you know, on the one hand... Are we exaggerating? On the other hand, are we are we broken? Are we broken and are we unfixable? I got Chris and Adam with me who probably won't answer those questions, guys, because I don't think they're, they're questions that can be answered. There's only one person that can answer those questions for us, and that's Daniel Levy. Um, how are you both doing anyway on this? Uh, what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday uh, afternoon.
2: Well, it's Wednesday, but I'm I'm doing well. Oh fuck!
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we know how you're doing.
1: Oh my! Do you know what? Before we start re- recording, I said that I've ha- I'm having a wobble, and I am having a wobble, and we're going to talk about that at the end of the podcast for the Patreon section um, because I'm I'm going to I'm going to ask the the, the the deep philosophical question: um, What is Tottenham Hotspur right now? Are we a football club? Are we an entertainment group? Like what are we? Massive, massive wobble. But before we get to that, we've got to start uh, with Leeds. We won't, again, we won't go too in-depth with it because it's done and dusted. We got a nice little goodbye for the end of the season. We went up there. We relegated Leeds United, which, which is always good to see. We played well. They defended incredibly poorly. Uh, Chris, you were there as you've been many, many times this season, mate. Um, uh, blow by blow account of Lucas and that wonder goal he scored in 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 the, what <laughs> just after the 85th minute. How, how did you uh, uh, celebrate that?
2: Celebrated that by a live score on a bus back into town. No, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: You left early when we were winning three one. What's wrong with I you? I, I mean, leaving leaving after five minutes when we're three 0 down is fine, but mate. Mate, was
2: just I'm just glad I'm glad Lucas got his moment, and I'm also glad that I wasn't there to see it.
1: <laughs> right, um, so okay. So the next question before we get Adam's opinion: a uh, legend, cult hero, um, like what? What you know is, is Lucas the personification of what it is to be Tottenham? Incredibly inconsistent, does turn up occasionally for big games, and and he definitely did turn up for one particular game. Um, how will you remember the guy? Um fondly? Probably not, ser- from what you're saying.
2: Certainly a cult hero. I mean, you know, no one can take away what he did that night in Amsterdam. He's just another one of on a, a long list of players who probably should have gone two years ago. Yeah. Um he only the last I mean you talk about his last two appearances before Leeds, he he put in the best through ball I think I've ever seen. Diego shotter to uh, score in the ninety whatever oh, minute that was at Anfield. That's and, harsh, um, but Fair enough. <laughs> and then, and then probably cost or certainly helped cost us two points at Goodison by getting sent off when we were already well on our way to throwing it away anyway. But just, just a very.
1: You're not going to miss go. it. Basically, is what no, you're saying. No. I'm just reading between the lines here.
2: Uh, I mean, he could go through the squad and. and that you can see the same for ninety five percent of them at the moment. Um which I'm sure we'll discuss at some point during the, during this podcast. But uh well thanks thanks for Amsterdam but uh but time to go. Adam say so, something
0: spuse, nice. Can, right. Sorry, can I just interject? I, yeah. I don't know if I've missed the news but is Lucas More leaving? I haven't read anything about <laughs> that anywhere
1: <laughs> How are you I, I, has, I, I there, consent, has, has there I, been
0: like a club post, or has there been have any journalists mentioned it? Well, or, have I, there been I, I, any farewells? Because I don't feel like I, I feel like I've seen sixty-seven farewell posts, but I normally have to wait till the sixty-eighth until I accept that a guy. You
1: know, anything. you know what? I'm. I, I think we need to round it off to about a hundred. When you see the hundredth post on social media about Lucas, then I think I think that's probably at that point confirms it. Um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to do a little audit of a uh, spurs official after this pod maybe just to clarify i was gonna ask you to say something nice but you were brutally ironic <laughs> there and sarcastic so that that's like zero out of two it would be left for me to say something nice about lucas but go on legend or cult hero or just or just someone that had a, a glorious moment
0: Yeah, i think he's all of those things but um when you don't have a couple of great years, and when the, or a great year anyway, and when one of the reasons for that is that you look at the squad and think he should have gone a few years ago, he should have gone a few years ago, he should have gone four years ago, you kind of end up getting tired of these players a little bit, and it's not yeah. their fault, but and, yeah. and they end up get blaming for the situation. And I think Lucas is a prime example of that. If he'd left two years ago, he'd have gone as the cult hero and legend of all legends. But I put a poll up on social media a couple of weeks ago about who would you look upon more fondly, Delhi or Lucas, and I think of 600 votes, 90% went for Delhi. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I'd go with that. Like, so. I would go with Delhi anyway, but yeah. I do wonder if Lucas had left a couple of years ago, if maybe the uh, general view on him would have been more positive.
1: Yeah, it it is it, an interesting topic, and it's it's probably something that's going to mature like fine wine. To be fair, because I I I, I kind of asked Twitter, and it got mostly ignored, mainly because I doubt most of the people reading the tweet would have just resonated in the right way. But I I kind of compared it to Ricky Vieira because as a kid growing up, um, and and all the way through to adult life, to be fair, you know. Vi- Ricky Villa was the guy that scored that goal in in the cup final. Do you know what I mean? And he, he, he it's one step further than what Lucas did, right? Because he, he, we won, we won, a, we won a cup. Um, it, we've we've uh, an incredible solo goal, and it's just iconic. It's one of the greatest FA Cup, if not the greatest FA Cup goal of all time, right? Or it's always in the the top two when uh, the BBC or whoever else do some of those uh, kind of polls around it. Um. But what did Ricky Veard actually do outside of that? He was wildly inconsistent too. Um, I think he had one or two games where he was absolutely outstanding in, in one of the cup runs. Um, but he was very much maligned. He wasn't Ozzy Ardila's levels of consistency and influence. So, you know, it's you, you often anchor yourself to certain memories, right? And, and, and what Lucas did was remains spectacular fantastical and it's a shame it's a shame that the final was the semi-final for both Liverpool and Tottenham do you know what I mean and and we all know what happened in the actual final itself it didn't play out like one Um, and here we are today still trying to recover from that Um, you know you go from Lucas you go go to someone who is consistent Harry Kane I mean Chris I mean look it's almost impossible to, 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 to keep doing this right because Kane is phenomenal, and 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 it just retains this aura about him. You know, he scored thirty Premier League goals, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, but you've got that monster over at Man City that that's doing incredible things. But so many records this season. There's uh, THFC Mike. Did this list and it's like club record, England record, England tournament record, 200 Prem goals, second all-time list, most London goals, some of these are a bit silly, Uh, most wrong foot goals, uh, most away goals in uh, Premier League, first 100 away, most headed goals, most away in a season, most matches scored in one season and obviously the pinnacle of the the lot, most on final day and Boxing Day. It's undeniable. Um, Is he staying?
2: Uh, well, I believe he is. Um, I've believed it all season. To be honest, I just, I don't see a world in where we get an offer that would be anywhere close enough to where we'd be prepared to, to let him go, even with only one year left on his contract. Yeah. Um, the only way I can never see that changing is if this takeover at my United may happen, and and they just decide to just go crazy. But even then, you're probably thinking maybe he's not. Um, he's certainly not going to go abroad. I think he's definitely got his eye on on Shira's record, which yeah, he could probably probably do if he stays injury free in another if he has another season like this, he could do it in two seasons. So yeah, I see, I see, I'm going absolutely nowhere this summer. Um, and then it'll just depend on whether, well, it's all down to at the end of the day. Whether he's able to to, to pull out some sort of miracle, um, gets all of gets. All the appointments correct over the summer, which I, I highly doubt, unfortunately. But I hope he does, Um and then Kane decides that he wants to be a one club man and, and stay for the rest of his career.
1: I mean, Adam, do you do you do do you think he's he's just going to do the 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 obvious and stay, and then leave for nothing um next summer? Uh, you know, there's loads of rumours. You know, you know, you always hear something like, my my mate, uh, he does he does the suits for Harry Kane, and I, actually, this is something I literally heard um, uh, the other week, and there's a lot of talk around the US and America, and I just feel that's a little bit too early for him. There's no way he's going to go to to the US now when he's got Shearer's record in his sights, but he's obviously very ambitious, and maybe his ambitions are different to the ones that we are thinking about. Like We are thinking about, does he just want to go somewhere and win a bunch of trophies just so that he's got that ticked off so no one can ever say anything about him? Uh, whereas others are saying he just wants that goal scoring record because that that is that will be remembered more than anything, much like people re- remember Shearer's existing record and they don't really talk about him winning the league with Blackburn. So does he stay this season and go for free next season? Do you think there's any chance at all that he signs a new contract at, at Tottenham?
0: If things go well next season and the project is what he deems acceptable, I think he, I think there's a chance he might sign maybe another two year deal because he'll only be 33 at that point, and the Premiership record will be well sewn up in three seasons. You would have thought. And yeah. the issue with wanting to stay in the Premier League and win trophies is if you had to take sort of your year salary and put it on teams to win a trophy, the only one you do that with any confidence with for the next three years is Man City. Because there's a chance they could hoover up everything exactly. and leave no one with anything else. And they've already exactly. got their striker. So I don't really understand this idea that Kane needs to leave to win trophies. He should go to Man United. Because there's no guarantee, There's no more guarantee, really, that they'll win something than anyone else. So yeah. my hunch is that he'll stay another year and probably go on a free if things aren't right but if the project looks good enough that he can see himself staying for two more years you know, Sheringham left when he was what 31
1: 32? Yeah 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 I um, think he, he, he achieved what he wanted to do didn't he? He picked up those 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 tin pots and yeah. I, I think home. Kane
0: could pretty much achieve everything he wanted he could probably win you know, get the Premier League record at Spurs and then go to Real Madrid at 32-33 win two Champions Leagues and three La Ligas and then be very happy so I think everything is achievable. It just depends on where his mindset is, but he's such a guarded individual that it's quite difficult to ever know what he thinks really.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to sim bin you for saying premiership, by the way, but we'll, we'll, I know, we'll I know, that. I, really oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: know, I really fucked it. You know that my second mention was, was dead on correct.
1: Yeah, no, I did notice that. And I, so I kind of, I knew that you'd worked it out. So maybe the sim bin is we can, yeah, let's don't worry about it. You, you won't be punished for that. Um, So the, the Leeds game again, I, 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 you know, it's, it's been digested by all. Um, played really well. Leeds were awful, even for that Luke, Lucas goal. As as great as it was, he, he, it was obvious he wanted to score when he had the ball at his feet. He had one thing in, in mind. So bless him for doing that and, and bless the Leeds defenders for allowing it to happen. Um, but Kane was on one, you know, not just scoring, but, the, you know, the assist, um, his general round play. It, it was. I, I, I tried to look out for any emotional kind of release at the end of the game you know was he crying did he look upset did he was there anything that that was an indicator that he's that was his last ever game for spurs i didn't see anything obviously people on twitter seem to think that they did uh but you know there you go you know, people can read the minds of others uh it would appear i definitely can't um so let's just skip the 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 unless anyone's got anything to share about the game that they want to share but i, I guess the the real talking point is we have no European football next season for the first time since uh, 2009. Uh, we're not in Europe. We've got one game per week. You know, just ignoring the cup games that we will hopefully take seriously. Um, I'll stick with you for the minute, Adam. Uh, the, uh, okay. The, it's not a good thing not to be in Europe. Right? It's not a good thing not to be in Europe. Um it's probably a good thing not not to be in the Conference League, even though that's Europe, uh, because it feels like too much of a chore. How are you processing this? Does this allow us to build momentum, build, uh, to work on the things that need fixing internally—the identity, the philosophy, the team togetherness, just momentum and the re- and the rest of it with the bread and butter um, of Premier League football because it's worked for other clubs in the past and they've almost been allowed to have a free run at whatever it is they, they think they can achieve in the league. Do you think this is, a, a, this is going to turn into a positive for, for Spurs considering there's very few positives at the minute?
0: I think if they get the manager right, then it will be positive. But then being in Europe also would have been positive. Um, I know that's not particularly helpful or revolutionary comment to make, but I don't think being in and out of Europe is going to be a positive or negative um, or sort of sort of counteract what goes on. Like the club will be good or bad based on what they do with the appointment of the manager, sporting and director, whatever, and, and, and the players they bring in. And I think that would have translated itself into European football if it does in the league, I find it very difficult to think the Spurs could be bad in the league if everything was else was really good, and vice versa. So, yeah, um, I'd always rather be in Europe just because well, it breaks the week up. To be honest, it gives something to look forward to every every three days instead of every seven days. Um, I, I'd never see not being in Europe as a positive, especially as that Conference League is you know very winnable. You would like to think, um, but we're not. Well, West Ham are in the final, so yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's, it's not. Impossible. So we just to... have to approach it as we see fit. But I mean, Krishna, you go to as many games as anyone that I know. I, I can't imagine you know, obviously it's nice to have a bit of a break between games, but we want to go to games, don't we?
2: Oh well, absolutely. Um this will only be since I got my season ticket in two thousand and five, this will only be the third season we've not been in Europe. Um so it is gonna be quite weird. Um and I've I've done I've been very fortunate to get to around fifty Away games in Europe, and then it's absolutely wow. the best, best thing you can ever do. Um, so for me, I don't care what tournament it is; the club has to be in Europe every year. Um, I don't see, I don't get these people who sort of look down at it or sort of just sort of throw it away. You have, you have to be in Europe. That's how you get, that's how you get the better players. For my, in my opinion, a
1: hundred percent, like. I'm not being a snob snob about this. I'm snobbery, snobbery. I'm snobbish, rather, about a lot of things. Um, I definitely understand why the club needs to be in the Champions League every season. People will go, well, that's what's wrong with you and Levy. Um, You know, that's all you want. And it's like, well, no. I think that's the bare minimum. Because if you're in the Champions League every season, that means you're doing something right in the league. And you're in a position to maybe challenge for the title. At some point, you're going to, you, you know, someone's cycle is going to end and you're going to be in a position to take advantage. Like Arsenal almost achieved this season, you know, but they obviously bottled it. Um, but with Spurs, I think because of everything, because of everything that's happened in the last three or four years and because of the way this season has, 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 has ended... Um, I think we probably need a clean slate. And, and that is, it works on many levels. It's punishing on a commercial aspect. Do you know what I mean? They're going to have to ask Beyonce to come back and do a few more concerts to make up for the, the loss of revenue for the Euro games. But it's just it's just a punch to the gut that we need to take. So I'm not necessarily saying, yes, we're not in Europe. It's more, it's more well, okay, what can we make of this now? I mean, I don't know. Do Chris? Do I need to watch Emmerdale from the start, or can I just dip, dip straight into you know the latest episodes? Like, what, what's is there like a YouTube channel that that allows me to catch up on all the plots? Guess, uh... so
2: if you, I'm sure if you downloaded A you'd be well into the.
1: Uh... Yeah, yeah, I might have to do that, mate. I love Island starting, so maybe I'll just watch that instead. Um, let's actually before we go on to the whole managerial, uh, I don't want to call it a shambles. Um, that's what this podcast is most of the time. But it is, it, is, it is a little bit shambolic from our perspective because we're, we're just sat here waiting and wanting. Uh, but let's just let's just for, for a moment talk about a certain fairy tale. Uh, Leicester City have been relegated. Uh, it's quite funny watching Gary Lineker on Match of the Day saying, I'll take it, I'll take it. If you had told me a few years ago that we'd be promoted and we'd win the league and the FA Cup and then get relegated... I would have snatched that, and that's fair enough because he's he's illustrating that Leicester City are a small football club, and that what they achieved was a miracle. I completely agree; like it was a a miracle of circumstance. But it's fucking good to get rid of them, right? Um, especially considering the whole narrative around. Well, look at what they've done compared to what we've done. You know, well, they're now in the Championship, and they might never come back up again. So, uh, are you guys happy? Um, Chris, are you the happy man, to see Leicester go man, there? Man, yeah, <laughs> Do man, you want any man, of their man. players?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I, I would take Madison and Barnes, for sure. Um, I think we might end up with one of them. I'm not convinced we'd ever end up with both. Um, probably take Madison over Barnes, purely because I think Sonny will be around next year. Um, and Barnes would probably end up in, as Dan Juman would probably forget he was even there. Um, mm. So if if someone was if someone was <clears throat> going to give me the option, then then I would definitely take James Madison in the summer for sure. Um, we,
1: we need we need that type of player, don't we? We're lacking yeah, that type yeah. of player in in the middle, and we've spoken about this before. It feels like a no brainer, but then you've got Newcastle sniffing around, no doubt, um, and they're in the Champions League, so. Um, that you see, this is where the, the whole European thing kind of fucks us over. But you know, it is what it is. It happens. You know, we. It's a consequence again of of just the the debacle that we've we've created for ourselves. Um, Adam, do you think
0: players? Sorry to interrupt. Do you think players yeah, really on. care about European football? Like they
1: care about money. Extent. I think I think they care about wages. Let, let's. They. There's something about playing Champions League football, and I think if you're part of a team that's trying to get into Europe and they finally get into the Champions League, then it feels like a journey, right? But generally speaking, if you're going to join Tottenham, you kind of think, well, they, they probably will get in the Champions League next season, or they, they'll have a decent enough season or chance to get there. Unless you're Jack of Rule the Roost uh, podcast who thinks we're getting relegated. Sorry, Jack. Um, your mental, mate. Uh, but well done for getting on to talk sport and the... Uh, Daily Star for Bernie Potts' autobiography. That was every the, that was every,
2: the... every paper I think I've had it. Yeah, got, absolutely superb. Uh, I've got friends, by the way, just jumping in quickly. I've got friends who have who have put money on us getting relegated next year.
1: See why? Why? What is this? What is going on? Are we are we okay? Right, let's talk about this. Do you? Do either of you actually think there is a chance that? What Spurs have done this season can only progress like this is a down downward spiral. There's no way that we can get any better from this position. That it will be a calamity after a calamity. That this is this is we're shifting towards an Everton scenario. Do you honestly, either of you, lose sleep over that scenario? Adam. And I, then back to you, Chris. I
0: think if Kane stays, it's impossible we can be worse next year than we have been this year.
1: Good answer. I can't disagree I, with that.
2: I agree with that. I don't think we'll get relegated. However, I do worry about what's going to happen over the summer. Which then I then do worry, as I tongue-in-cheek joked about certain Australian manager and who his first two signings would be on the chat. Um, who we would be able to attract to to come in because it needs a massive overhaul of players. And I know that it can't be done in one window, but I do worry about where we could end up next season. But I don't think we'll get renegated I, I I think my I think my mates are just doing it as a bit of a laugh to be honest. I I just think that um yeah, I just yeah, I, I think we could end up a couple of years eighth mid table. But that's just my view.
1: So do you not fancy posty cogloo then? Are you are you one of these people I, tweeting no to, to posty I, I, on, on Twitter today?
2: I won't I won't be tweeting that because I'm not eleven years old. Um Good answer. But <laughs> but I I I would certainly say that and I've said it to my dad, he's in <clears> he's in with Brendan Rogers for me, that if we did sign him if he did become our manager, I, I wouldn't and I'll be i happy to honestly admit this, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go much.
1: Hold on, hold on. Rogers or Posse Both. Wow. Both. Yeah. Uh, I, I've renewed, don't get
2: us wrong, I've
1: renewed my season ticket.
2: Because so, I have so what is it?
1: What is it? Sorry, sorry to be, I'm, I'm fascinated by this, but what is it exactly? Because I'm, 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 I'm obviously wired in a way where initially I'm like, no. And the only time I've, I've stuck with no was Nuno. I, I genuinely thought, there's no way this guy's gonna be successful, at Tottenham, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be nice towards him because he's a nice bloke. But I, it was very apologetic from my perspective, and and you could see it failing even after those three wins. You you knew it, it was just too much for him. Coglu ticks a lot of boxes, but probably the one box that he doesn't tick is obviously he's. Um, his resume, right? That if you look at if you look at his journey up to this point and his age and the rest of it, if you want to be a bit ageist, um but he, he's absolutely brilliant in terms of press conferencing, in terms of personality, in terms of all the things that we have lacked since Pochettino, right? Um he he he's someone that could definitely unite the team, plays really good football. He is tactically astute but obviously hasn't done it at, at a big big club. Now you could say the same about Poch, although arguably Pochettino mm, had a slightly so better. Well, wait, 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 wait because I'm, I'm going <laughs> to correct myself here. You could say the same about Pochettino, but obviously Poch's uh, resume, if you look at what he did in Spain, and then the fact that uh, he is proven with what with what he did at Southampton, even though people, including myself, was were a little bit doubtful. Uh, a bit... Maybe again because we fall for this, we need to we need to we need to uh, hire a big big name who's won loads and loads of things, and then and often that's not always the case. Um, so people are trying to align with what Poch did, you know, similarly to to what Posticoglu could do for Spurs. Someone else, um, and I think this was shared in our chat group. Um, you know, when you look at um, Brighton's manager and his resume, it doesn't read that well either. And yet you look at what Brighton are doing. Now, granted, Brighton have a better template than what Spurs have got right now. So it's probably quite easy for someone to go in there with less pressure and achieve great things. So, Adam, because you were going to punch me, um, yeah. like what what is it about... Because do, I'm, I'm guessing you don't fancy him either. Would you be underwhelmed by his appointment? Um because of the, the because of the fo- the lack of football heritage that he has, you know, on his CV.
0: Yeah, I, I honestly am struggling with with the concept. that This even a serious discussion. Um, okay. Not to you know, I get what people are saying. You know, personality, and they play good football at Celtic, but I mean, this is just this for me does not feel in any way transferable to the most competitive and biggest league in Europe by far when you've got a number of mega hitters above you that you're trying to chase down. Like Pochettino had done a really good job at Espanyol in a city with Barcelona uh, beat them at the mm-hmm. new Camp um, and you know had really stabilised them then went to Southampton and created a really good brand of football in the Premier mm-hmm. League and stabilize them after he got dogs for, you know, replacing Nigel Adkins, who was, you know, people couldn't believe that was done. And I know that there's there's this idea that, well, no, I, I feel like people have either on the, this idea that you're either a proven winner, Conte or Mourinho, or yep. you're um, Pochettino, Postacoglu, Martin Yol. But I don't think that Postacoglu deserves. To be in the same breath as those managers, given where what their football heritage was, and it, it's as I, I keep reading, like, well, you know, we tried with the others, so we might as well try with this with with this side. I, I think it's miles off, and I think there should be so many more happy medium managers that don't require the uh, Mourinho Conte treatment, but also aren't on the scale of beyond lucky to have this job. Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a scale of wanting a manager who doesn't feel they're above it. And doesn't feel like they have, you know, won the lottery in getting this job. And for me, Postacoglu is way, way, way on the wrong side of thinking he's won the lottery getting a job like Tottenham. Well, do you do you think he's like? Because the impression I get from him is that he's he's
1: got a stronger personality than maybe Nuno. Nuno from the beginning felt like, what the fuck am I doing here? He felt like a he looked like a competition winner, right? Like, how have I got? How have I bagged this job? Whereas I, I think Ange is—is is that right? Have I, have I got his first name right? Because it's usually the, the surname I fuck up. Um, he just—I think just, he—I right, yeah. think he—he he, he believes he probably can do really well for us, and I don't mean that in a naive way. And I know this is just based on impressions, just gut feelings. Um, he does seem strong in terms of self-confidence, and I'm not saying that's—that's that's enough, right? It's not enough. But you know, you can look at people like Potter. You can look at you can look at one or two other managers where we're often again maybe their resume looks better because of their, their Premier League pedigree. But maybe there's still something in in them that doesn't match up. Um, I'm probably not articulating this in in the best way. To be fair, it's it's just a feeling. Now, would I be disappointed? Yes, mainly because pochettino is at chelsea nagelsman doesn't appear to be in the running at all but obviously he's he's a risk at the other end of the spectrum like inter- Spectrum's probably the wrong word there uh he's 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 that's probably more to do with the spurs fans um fuck do I need to edit this out guys am i being am i being offensive um nagelsman is 35 he skates to work skateboards to work he's volatile he wanted his own director of football you know are these things not are these things not bigger risk factor wise than than perhaps someone who who would bring a bit of personality to the job and and get us to play good football or or is it a case chris that there's no killer instinct there once again you look at other football clubs who get the job done ruthlessly with menace we're gonna fucking win something here. We're gonna we're gonna be a problem for everyone. Whereas Spurs are like, what can we do to just get back on the bike that we've fallen over? It, 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 are you, is that the energy then that that, that will turn you away? That you, you you know the output, the final output will just not be good enough uh, in terms of ambition and in terms of, of being back up there and contending with, the, with these killers, these monster mentality football clubs that we're having to compete with that got loads of money.
2: I think I replied to someone's tweet the other day and i said if if you if you would reduce my season ticket by half and then the club announced post a and say uh just to, just to let you know that we actually have absolutely no ambition whatsoever <laughs> um then 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 I'd be willing then I'd be willing right? i can just I can just go and I can enjoy my day i don't have to I don't have to worry about the really the result I can enjoy my day out um and whatever happens, happens, and yeah, I'll get on board. But you know, he's done absolutely no more than what Neil Lennon has done in his career. And uh, would anybody want Neil Lennon as manager? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. I, you know, people might might sort of have a go, and like uh, we're paying the most expensive season ticket prices probably in Europe, and it, it shouldn't make a difference, but it but it does. Maybe it's because I travel. So I end up having to pay a damn sight more than quite a lot of people that go to matches. But like, I have absolutely no interest in going to watch a team managed by someone that I think will be gone in three months. Why why would I? Why would I waste my money? I, I, it it might sound snobbish and all that, but I just it, it just smacks of it smacks of another nuno, and I just I, I I'm not interested. Okay. In it. I'm really okay. Not interested.
1: Okay. Um, well, look. This this is going to twist and turn this particular narrative because we it changes every week, and the same stories get printed by the same journalists every week. Because I don't think anyone really knows what's going on. Spurs probably are interviewing people, but obviously that it's not enough for any any um, tabloid or whomever to say Spurs are interviewing this guy. There's no story there. It has to be, you know, this guy is in is is a leading candidate because then you click into that article. Like we know how this works, right? And we also know that we're very guilty of believing every single little story arc that is shared online and, and then believing that Spurs are fucking up everything, whereas the reality might be a lot more boring than that. It might be that they are they are speaking to certain people uh, behind the scenes and they're trying to make that decision. Now, we we're, we're come on to those decision-making people. Uh, obviously, there's only one man or, or two, two or three people, perhaps, that make decisions at Tottenham. Um, and I often worry that maybe the board are weak. Or maybe the, the, the board, the, the, I don't even know who half the members of the board are, but I think we were speaking about, someone was speaking about this in, 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 in WhatsApp at some point, that none of them are football people, you know. And if Levy's making decisions and no one's questioning them, then it's it's pretty much not, it's pretty much a redundant experience for us looking in and trying to work out whether people are self-aware enough to be, you know, to, to to question what we're doing is this the right thing for Tottenham in the short term and the long term? Is the is this the right message to be sending to the, the supporters? Is it the right message to send to to, to the likes of Harry Kane and, and 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 other players? You know, are we are we being ambitious? So, I'd have a point with Ange, no doubt. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they, 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 I would accept it because I'm at that point where I'm quite numb to everything, and I will probably just have to. Crack on and go to the games because it's 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 a big part of my life, um, and I don't think I'm at the point where I could let that go. But we we'll get to my wobble later. Um, let's just very 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 quickly touch on 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 Judas, uh, Maurizio Pochettino, um, you know, you know Jack. Jack, by the way, your barbecue flame was shit. It's pretty, pretty pathetic. But I don't know if that was symbolic of the state of Tottenham. So maybe you were doing a little meta thing there. But um, is Poch dead to you, um, Adam? Like, in just in terms, uh, is, is, is his legacy at Spurs, which was one of failure, if you want to define failure uh, to equate to no trophies. Everything else he did was incredible in terms of the togetherness, the football, the belief, the hope, and the rest of it. But is that tainted now? do you think that, uh, that there is no loyalty in football? It's just a load of bollocks. It's just a load of noise um, that just appeases supporters in the moment. Or do you think that the two-year contract he's got is pretty much because Chelsea are likely to sack him after two seasons? Because that's what they do. That's the football club they are. And so where are you sitting um, with uh, Maurizio, the former uh, dad?
0: <laughs> it's unlikely that I'd ever, like, boo Pochettino. Mm. Um because ultimately, he never got offered the Spurs job again. And if he'd been offered the Spurs job and went for Chelsea, then I think that would make it very different.
1: Why me. wasn't he offered the job? We've spoken about this many times. Well, when what, Posta,
0: when, play, when people like Posta Cogler are available, spooky, there's there's simply no other thing you can do. Me, <laughs> why would you want to offer the job to someone like uh, Um <laughs> Yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense to me. Mm. Um, so yeah, given that he wants to come back to work, uh, it's hard to be. I can't give him all of the blame but equally I didn't really care that much about Chelsea before Pochettino came along and he made it his rivalry and that was probably yeah, the, the rivalry for, for 5 years and yeah exactly. it just feels a bit weird that he's then gone back on that and going to them um it's probably a good job for him it's sickening like it's just I I find it just completely revolting but equally you can't really pin that much of the blame on him given that he was never given the alternative of coming back to Spurs by the sounds of things.
1: Chris, imagine yourself, for some for some weird reason, you end up going to Tottenham. You go to a home game and you, you decide it's Chelsea. And the first thing that you hear Chelsea supporters sing is Maurizio Pochettino's magic, you know. Surely you're 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 diving into the away end from the upper east stand. Surely, like mankind, hell in a cell. Like there's, I mean, it, it, that alone is 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 making me feel sick because Chelsea really are the smuggest. I mean, they hate us so much. It's 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 beyond Arsenal levels. They're obsessed with us, right? And they really like taking the piss and reminding us of everything they've won and, and the rest of it. And three-point lane and all the other bollocks that they've given us over the years. And, and now we have to endure them. They probably don't even like or want Pochettino, but it's acceptable to them because they'd be able to rub it in our faces. I don't know what I'm asking you here, Chris, other than you're probably not going to go to Chelsea at home, I
2: guess. I feel very similar to Adam, really. Um mm. You know, If he'd left Spurs to go to Chelsea, then obviously it's you know all-out war. But the, the fact, as Adam has quite rightly said, that we've not even picked the phone up to even ask if he would be interested one little bit. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, if, if, he, if he was desperate to get back into the into the football, which is obviously what he wanted, there wasn't really many other options floating about that would sort of suit his... Yeah. Um, his Management style, um, you know, the, the, you look around the big jobs in Europe, he's, he's certainly not going to go back to PSG. Um, City and Liverpool aren't available. Um, Bayern Munich's not available. Barcelona's not available. You know, um, looks like Ancelotti's now going to stay at Real Madrid, so that's not available. So, yeah, if, if, he, if he wants to go to Chelsea, then so be it. There's not really much we can do about it. I, I, you know, I don't see the point in doing that. I'm not sure what, what that even... Means really, um, yeah. I mean,
1: it, it, some might choose to do that. I mean, i will just again, I'm going to be quite numb to it. Um, I don't I think mean, I he's know, gonna
2: I, go. On. I was just gonna say, I, mean, I remember Dan a few pods back was on about the fact he's got stuff on his wall and he's gonna take that. I've got no, I don't blame Dan at all for doing that. Um, if I had stuff like that, I'd probably do the same until until he was sacked by Chelsea in 80 months' time or whatever it is. Um, and maybe that's another thing. Maybe we kind of all oh, got this in the back of our minds that. At some point, he is just going to get peddled by Chelsea because that's what Chelsea do. Um, so yeah, I wish him nothing but failure and and yep. see him again soon.
1: Yeah. Not, not be yeah. It really. Um. Yeah, I mean this has been spoken about so many times. It just feels weird. Obviously, they don't fancy him at Tottenham. I've, I've often thought we've made the right decision not going back. Going back to sentiment because the whole problem that we've had since Pochettino is Pochettino because he's not been here and the painful rebuild and whatever else, and the decision-making in in appointing Mourinho and Nuno and Conte, you know, it's, it's not been part of our philosophy. It's not, it's not what Tottenham are about. And yet we've gone against what Tottenham is. And, and, and and we have to deal with quote quotes about DNA and the rest of it. And the, the, ultimately we've ended up where we are now completely lost with identity. Um, And to have gone back, I kept saying, well, maybe we don't need to do that. We need to create a new kind of potch aura with another manager and just move forward and stop looking back at what could have been. Um, But at the same time, it was also the best PR move Spurs could have made. And I think that's where I gave them credit. I gave them credit because I thought they're not taking the easy option. But ironically now, it it, it is the best option because he fits, he ticks every box. He knows the football club, he knows the players, and he'll probably get rid of a lot of those players he 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 knows us he knows what it means to be spurs and and he's the only person that's made us feel proud in the last 10 well okay not in the last 10 years but in the moment that he did we've never been prouder um and, and it was glorious um or well, let's move let's move on um i mean again this is meant to be like a review of the season and and i can't be asked so i don't care that you know episode 49 i probably should have just called it the Clive Allen episode um, I was thinking about things we we probably could have spoken about, and how how distant they feel now. Conte versus uh, Tuchel, uh, you know, the the two two at Stanford Bridge, you know, and and just where we are from that point to this point. The way that we were getting tonks at Newcastle and and the games that followed are just absolutely comical. Almost, it was just it felt like a like you were watching some kind of dark dark humoured movie. And yet, you know, the bright light throughout all of it has been Kane, um, and and then you come to Mason, who bless him, genuinely believes he he's in with a chance to get the job, or or believe that he he should be given the the job. You know, we end the season with George Abbott and Matthew Cray coming on, a couple of young guys, again leaning towards the the whole look at me, I can play the kids that Mason's doing, and and a reminder that we should be doing that anyway. Dan Juma's going back to Vila Villa Real, deck <coughs> Excuse me, Deki Kulisevsky Uh will definitely be signing. Um Destiny uh Doggy or you Dodgy or whatever you how it's pronounced, i am just gonna call him Destiny. Um Definitely the best left back. Dodgy, in Italy. dodgy
0: destiny is is going to be by no, me. no, 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 no. Dodgy, no, 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 no. dodgy destiny, surely. Let's not do this. Let's they, not do the obvious. Yeah. Folks, they write Don't, themselves, Spooks. They write themselves.
1: I wanted to avoid the obvious, mate, and you just keep ruining everything. Um, so we, we, there's, there's good there's good things about about Spurs, no doubt. You know, Harry Kane calling Endon Bela, big boss, on Instagram. Do we, do, we, do, we, do we need to read something into it? I mean, for anyone if anyone familiar with Big Boss, I mean, the first thing I thought of was, is this like a Metal Gear Solid reference? Only the nerds will understand what I'm going on about. But, like, is Belly going to come back and be part of the team? <laughs> are we, like, we going to try and do something absolutely game-breaking here in terms of, like, head-against-the-wall game-breaking? Um, so there's these little things that we're trying to anchor ourselves onto the manager things a big deal let's just finish the main podcast before we get to the patreon bit um on on the other thing that that's going to dominate the summer and that's transfers that like list have gone down obviously southampton got relegated as well there's a couple of players there um is it? Is, do you both feel like like Chris? Do you think it's almost is the reason for your your negativity? And I mean that in the, in, the, in the kindest way possible because it's fair to say everyone at the minute is struggling with Spurs. Is it a lot to ask for us to appoint a new manager with new backroom staff and then have to look? Uh, all the plays that are there already that need to move in on, and then look at all the plays that we need to sign because one of the things that worries me is the new manager saying nah, let, let me let me take a look at Sanchez and Dyer. yeah 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 let, let me take a look at them before we decide to sell them and then we're we're we're, we're basically not moving on again um interestingly, one of the things that slot wanted to do allegedly was sell Kane and Son immediately, mainly because he he probably Believed that both players would be gone next summer, so why delay things and try and build a team around? It? I know it's a ridiculous thing to talk about. I don't want Harry Kane, the best forward in, in in world football, to be at the football club for one year, like sell him immediately. I mean, if you did say that, then that's bonkers. But where are you at with with everything? Do you think it's going to be uh, an atypical summer transfer window for Spurs, or or do you have hopes because we did quite well last summer? We bought a lot of players last summer.
2: I honestly don't know. Um I mean we still still don't even Make know it up. The sport, just
1: say something random.
2: <laughs> still don't even know who the sporting director is going to be. Um Yeah. See coming in before the manager or does the manager come in before him and uh, it's I mean yeah I'd love to see that that we'll have a great summer and and um get some some good signings over and and uh, be able to ship out a lot of the of the players who who have long outstayed their welcome. Um but until either the manager or the sporting directors even appointed, and you know we're just sort of wandering around in a days, really, just you know the, the days are ticking over again, and you know it's only two, it's only two weeks until the fixtures come out. Um,
1: <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god! Know, so, That's mental. So like
2: yeah, so because of the fact that this season seems to have gone on forever, the the, 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 the sort of the window um, from like the season end and the pre season is, is probably as small as it's ever been. Um, that's a that's a really I, valid point actually. And and there's and there's there's two lots of international games as well. So you know, Kane's gonna go off or and, and the rest are all gonna go off and play for their countries for the next couple of weeks. So by the time and then he then he'll then have to go off on some sort of break because you know, he's he's never stopped. Um you're, you're back at pre-season and they'll be off on tour. So <laughs> You know the, the the clock's ticking. There's not there's not long to go really for them to to do something anything. Um, what what that would be? I've got absolutely absolutely no idea. Unfortunately, I I really don't know.
1: I mean, Adam, are you are you because I mean I know like we all live on Twitter like we're kind of and, and that seems to be the that seems to be the conduit to what is happening in the Spurs world, you know, because of the journals that everyone follows. And, and, and you know, I know there's, there's different hives and different collections of Spurs fans on, on, Twitter. Um, and, and the group that we're in, I guess we, we seem to think that we are the, the elite of the elite, right? Everybody that follows everyone on Twitter, all the big personalities, all the big accounts, you know, all the things that we talk about, there's, there's a world outside of that. And it it does get a bit, weird uh when you actually go th- down rabbit holes and actually see other v bloggers and, and content creators and, and other and other just other people's opinions that you never see on your feed and suddenly you do and everything obviously at the minute that the, the thing that people are gravitating towards is just this kind of High-level self-deprecation or self-loathing, rather, about Spurs. Like it's going to get worse. It's an absolute shit show. It's not going to get better. It's almost impossible to get better until Levy leaves, etc., etc., etc. But we also know we're pretty much like crackheads. Like the moment you get your fix, you, 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 your 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 mood changes. So we don't know about the manager. That's obviously the biggest thing, the most important thing. Director of football, equally so, because that tells us what the club are thinking long-term vision wise but transfers um you know if spurs have a really good summer transfer window and then you think back to the players we bought last season that never really got going under conte like suddenly i mean would you would you flip would you think hold on a minute our squad's actually pretty decent considering when you look at the rest of the squads, a lot of people are getting carried away, rightly so with Brighton and Brentford and and obviously Newcastle and and Aston Villa as well. That's just one or two good seasons these clubs have had, you know, out of many, many, many seasons. We all know what the Premier League does to, to football clubs and momentum. How many times have, have we had... Oh this is the best striker in the league he's better than Kane just because he scored 15 times and then the guy disappears from the face of the earth he should be playing for England not Harry like no one no one thinks about the longevity and Spurs irritatingly never are never out of the store the main story the main narrative so with a good summer transfer window have you think yeah fuck it we're gonna do well this season
0: I mean I'm kind of there that it should be that way anyway like today's the 31st of May so there's three months until the summer transfer window closes in those three months Spurs need to appoint a manager apparently get a director of football because they're all the rage these days and people simply can't function without one of those these days apparently so we're led to believe Um, buy four or five players and sell six or seven players that's not that much work for people that are apparently professionals in their job and you know, if if they, if they want to be a serious club and they want to treat us, you know, they want to charge as much money as they do for tickets and they want to talk about this is the philosophy of the club and this is where we want to be, well, fucking act like it. Like you've got, it's, yeah. it's not three weeks to sort that. You've got plenty of time to sort this out this summer to make us back to being competitive. And I think you'll see what happens this summer as a reflection of where they are uh, from a board level. If they're, Like I'm personally of the view that they're not competent for the job Mm. anymore and that they're Mm. not fit for purpose, but they've Mm. got plenty of time to prove me wrong uh, Mm. and show it. And there's not that many obstacles. They've got all the money in the world if they want to spend it. You know, there's no one that they shouldn't be able to buy that realistically, obviously, from a price. If they want James Madison enough, they can get James Madison. If they want Harvey Barnes, they can get Harvey Barnes like None of this Champions League stuff like whatever. Many club you know, Chelsea bought and Golo Kante when they finished eleventh in the league because they went out and got the player. And I've always been hugely sympathetic to Enoch and Levy, but it's enough now. Like, show us that you mean business or don't. And if you don't, then go.
1: Yeah. I mean again, that, that you, you, you you said it beautifully. We're gonna end the normal pod now. Uh, pods will continue throughout the summer. Uh, a lot of them will be around who we're appointing as a manager and the players that we're looking to sign. But obviously, that's not going to happen every week. I'm going to try and, uh, obviously, therapy sessions, something about Tottenham. I'm going to try and do some podcasts which are timeless in terms of content. And I think we all need a bit of an uplift so we can have conversations outside of the the blues that we're all singing right now uh, for, for Spurs and maybe look back at great moments or great players or just, just anything that reminds us why we're still here and we're still doing this, right? You know, we're, we're here for life, unfortunately. Um, so what we're going to do in the Patreon section, which is about to follow, is talk about what is Tottenham. We're going to get a little bit deep for about 15, 20 minutes. Um, and then I'm going to fuck off to Valencia and have loads of tapas and paella. And, no, Actually, no paella because I don't really like it. Um, and loads of cold... cold Pints of alcohol beverages. So, Chris and Adam, say goodbye to people that are listening on all podcast apps. Oh, well, you don't have to, but you can. You,
0: know, oh, you've, you can you've just stop me in my tracks. Not like paella I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed.
1: It's not that I don't like paella, paella. <laughs> it, It's, it, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. I, I'm when I go to a restaurant, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I love seafood as well. So it's, a, it's a weird dislike, and it's, it's probably more. Just give me a steak. Give me a steak and chips. I know I'm so common. It's just... <laughs> I, we, you can you can basically berate me off, offline, Adam. Uh, no problem. But it, let's get back to saying goodbye to people that are listening on podcast apps. Uh, thank you for downloading. Um, Chris, Adam, if you want to just wave to them. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very
0: much. Uh, Cheers.
2: Yeah, have, a, have a great summer. Coise, Daniel.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, we do that joke uh, a lot, Chris. We're going to have to... Uh, move on for that, but anyway, it's thank you. It's it, it, it it will never stop being funny, much like Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. So, koi's.